tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. How are you? Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I am here to rock. There we go. Joining me is from the hit new show, We Don't Smoke the Same, Xavier Guerrero. What's up? How's it going? Doing very well. We Don't Smoke the Same is available on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, it's on what? Blaze? On Blaze, OnlyFans. We're working on all, on all of it. You're on OnlyFans? Yeah. We do. And now you're shit. asking for free uh, content from our ladies who work hard. Shame on you. Shame well, on you. I give them content. Shame. They give me content. Shame. <laughs> Shame. Joining me on the ones and twos, he just put out a hit new show that people are talking. Maybe one of the greatest podcast episodes ever put out. His name is Johnny Woodard, and he is the, the, the lead guy on Broken Simulation. That's a generous lead guy that you said there. Uh, hopefully, it's going to be out. We had to pull it down because we had some technical issues. Johnny, don't get into it. It's, it's some technical difficulties. Yeah. We don't need to bore them. But with the details. check your app if it's there. Enjoy it, please. Check your YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli Comedy. Oh, we're also on Patreon. If you, the episode has been there for a week. Uh, YouTube, I mean, Patreon.com slash Broken Simulation. It's unedited. I love it, dude. Johnny, you know I love it, man. You know I love you. You know I love you. I love Thank you. you. I love you too. That that's appreciated, Sam. God so, uh, so guys, you know, uh, if you're listening to this, I am now in Philly, and I am going to be at the world famous Helium Club in Philly with my good friend Augustino Zoida, which you've heard from the Church of What's Happening. Now we're there tonight, all the way through Saturday. So come get weird, okay? I got T-shirts for you. They're gonna rock. Then next week, I'm in Lombard, Illinois, at the Afterlife. <laughs> This should be exciting and new, and you're just going to hear me do some hardcore comedy karate up on stage. So come, uh, come and join me there. And then December third, December third through the fifth, uh, I'm going to be at Helium's in St. Louis. And then just added, beep 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 beep, just added, I am going to be at the Dojo. What is that? Wait, well, let me see what date this is real quick. Uh, I'm going to be the in New the Jersey. Oh my. God, what just happened here? Why did this just happen to me? Why did this? Yeah, I'm going to be in uh, Jersey. I'm going to be at the dojo in Morris Plains, December 8th and 19th. So please come join me there. All these links will be available in the description below. So come do that. T-shirts are on fire. We got so many great T-shirts. People can't even believe it. How many great T-shirts we have. So many great t-shirts. We have uh, so, so many. many. We have so many have great t-shirts. t-shirts. You can get the fuck your blue checkmark t-shirt. Raging on behalf of the machine. China. They're not made in China. 
Okay, they're not. They made might in actually China. be made in China. I'm not sure. They're not. They're no, made they're here not. in America. By an American. They're made yeah, in America. Yeah, thank you. Americans who might at some point been Mexicans, but they are Americans now. So go go to tinfoilhattshirts.com, guys. This show is rocking hard, and it's been in such demand. We've done some. Uh, I've made a uh, uh, Patreon for it. If you go to patreon.com slash tinfoilhat, you are getting daily doses there. You're getting a. Uh, Woo! Day AMAs, okay? It's I'm just banging it out there all the time. I also have a very special spiritual podcast. And basically, it's called Zero. It's available exclusively on Rockfin right now. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com, okay? Slash Zero. And this is a show that you listen to people who've changed your life. They live in the world of spirituality. And it's about helping you change the direction of your life. I always say, Tim Hat, let you know what's going on. Zero helps you deal with it. So please join me over there. Uh, and I love it. Anything else? Nope. We're nope. rocking. We're rocking. Guys, uh, also, if you want some mugs, show them that mug real quick. If you like mugs, hats, everything, we have some mugs, hats available at tinfoilhatswag.com. Good news. I'm already in the motion of making one website where you can come and get it all. So thank you guys so much. Johnny, I love you. XG, I love you. And please enjoy the show. It's a wonderful conversation with Max Kaiser, everybody. All right, guys, let's get back into it. He is a uh, legend of the game. Uh, you know what I love about our guest? He goes hard in the paint all the time on Twitter. Uh, sometimes I think, you know, maybe I shouldn't be such blunt force trauma, but then I watch what he says, and uh, he's one of the best. He is the master of the Bitcoin. Please welcome Max Kaiser. How are you, brother? Oh, Sam, it's great to be back. I just want to remind you that last time I was here, we got you to buy some Bitcoin. I think it was around 6000 so you're more than doubled your money. Uh, you know, things are rip-roaring. And it's just growing. And it's great. And we're going to get into all that. Max, where can they find you before we start? you got a wonderful podcast. And yeah. you're all over the internet. Where can they find you? Well, on Twitter, as you mentioned, it's Max Kaiser. And then on YouTube, search Max Kaiser. You know, I'm easy to find. I mean, very easy to find. You are very easy. I feel like since we last talked, your 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 studio and your library has expanded. You have more books. And that makes me think you're more intelligent than last time we talked to you. Are you yeah, even I'm, smarter I'm expanding now? my mind. You know, every day I just expand it. It gets bigger and bigger. My comprehension of the way the universe works, the way we, well, our purpose here on Earth expands. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fusing. I'm becoming one with, with, the, with the deity. I love that, dude. And that deity is Abraxas, the chicken snake guy who runs the 30, 365 different simulations. Now, listen, Max. Uh, one thing you hit me up with was like your uh, you were not very and I don't know if you want to talk about but but we're going to you were not very happy with Dave Chappelle's monologue on Saturday Night Live. Can we hear your thoughts on that? Because I'm going to be honest with you, you were not the only one to say that. And then I'll give my theories on it, but my opinions on it. But what were your thoughts? Because you were very uh, you were very uh, strongly opinionated about it. Let's just say. Right. Well, the thing about the election, some of the interesting demographics of that election, you know, we know that Trump increased his, the percent of votes among and in two to four times in blacks, Hispanics, women and LGBTQ. Uh, he reduced uh, votes amongst white men. So that would kind of indicate that he's not racist 
sexist, homophobic, or a white supremacist uh, based on the votes, based on what we know, know from these votes. But when you turn on mainstream media in America or Dave Chappelle, I thought Dave Chappelle's routine seemed to indicate, you know, that uh, the opposite was the case. And I thought that that was fake comedy because to have good comedy has got to have a good premise based on truth. So I thought his comedy was based on a falsehood and therefore it was fake comedy. Uh, and that's my under that's my my basic base case there. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I think that Dave Chappelle is is always judged against Dave Chappelle. So it's always like we're, we expect the greatest of all time every time he grabs it. And nobody, and this was something Vince Vaughn said a long time ago, and this isn't his saying, but even someone like Vince Vaughn would say, you know, nobody bats a thousand in life. I thought, you know, he had some really great. <laughs> That's the name of the Broken Simulation episode. Yeah. Nobody yeah. bats a thousand. Yeah. Nobody bats a thousand. And uh, I think, you know, there were a couple jokes where I'm like, nah, nah, nah. And like that doesn't seem like a Dave Chappelle level joke. But it, it you know, I understand what you're saying. It, it is. It, it's it's the Saturday Night Live is is trying to shove a narrative down everybody's throats that does not fit what's going on in the world. And that's all I got to say. My favorite part was right, uh, because when- because Saturday Night Live is part of NBC and NBC is owned by Comcast and Comcast has a narrative. And so it trickles down into that comedy uh, show. But I, I mean, Dave Chappelle undoubtedly is awesome comedian. And, uh, you know, apparently they just called him up at the last second and they kind of parachuted him in and said, do you know, open for two minutes. Right? But you so know, you're great when you can smoke on television. That's a sign. That is the biggest sign that I can do whatever the fuck I want. Or or when you finish your set and you say goodnight. <laughs> when the show just started, he said goodnight, dropped the mic. And, and like, walked off? And walked, yeah, basically he just said goodnight. And the show had just started. He basically said, I know why you guys are here for. Good for him. So I, I <laughs> well, get for that. For you uh, comedy geeks out there, you might be interested on YouTube. There's a video of me from 1978 being introduced onto the stage on the comic strip in Manhattan by Jerry Seinfeld. Bam, young Seinfeld. Who knew he would go on? Two guys would go on to be legends of their (laughs) own genres, right? So so real quick, uh, so Johnny and I have just bet a thousand dollars that a thousand dollars on who will be sworn in as president this inauguration. Johnny believes that the uh the a, lizard a people dem- are gonna a win. Democrat, yeah. Well, oh, we'll okay, I'll give well, you no, that. We agreed to that already. He believes a Democrat will. Wait I thoroughly believe. Mean, does that mean you guys think he'll die in the next couple months? It's possible. Yeah, I, that's why I want. It's like bet insurance. It's like life insurance on his life. Yeah, yeah, like, I, it's possible. I mean, they would love Camilla Harris in there. They, they would love that, Kamala. That, that's uh, what they want. I believe it, this is all being done to cause civil war, and that Trump will, in fact, be sworn in. Who, if you had to uh, go with a bet, which side of the bet would you be picking right now? Um, I, I, I think Trump has a better than even chance of continuing and serving as a second term as president. What's interesting is that there's a video out there by Van Jones, who you may know from CNN and, and other media locations. He did a very interesting video. Apparently, this is constitutionally accurate. If the president re- does not concede, if he loses the popular vote and he loses the electoral college vote, but yet does not concede, then the vote goes to the House of Representatives, and the way it's set up is that each state gets one vote. 
So um, Trump being Trump, he could just sit there and not concede and force uh, a House vote. Uh, and that would give him the presidency and give him a second term. It, it sounds crazy, but there's apparently a loophole in the Constitution. We saw this in America in the early 1800s. It was the last time this was used uh, in for the presidency. So I'm thinking, you know, Trump is a New Yorker from the 70s and 80s. I'm kind of like a New Yorker from the 70s and 80s. And, you know, the, the, the prevailing philosophy of that of that type of individual would be fuck me no fuck you (laughs) it's all about you know fuck you and uh that's trump and if he can do this and exploit what is in the constitution i believe he will and uh, i think there's a better than even chance trump will serve a second term that is unbelievable and that would be i would never believe that except for in the year 2020 then i would say oh yeah all cards on the table this is totally possible and if you want maximum chaos if you're the lizard people and you want maximum chaos there is nothing more than trump going fuck you i'm not moving out go to the states and and him just winning these i mean like Dude, he took a ton of seats, man. He took a yeah. ton of seats, man. It was very close. Remember in 2000, they had the uh, Al Gore and the hanging chads, right? That that went on for 36 days after the election. They still didn't have a decision. So we're well early into this. The next major critical day would be December 14th when the Electoral College meets in Washington, D.C., and they cast their votes formally. So far, no state has certified the results, so no state has gone forward. The The use of the term president-elect is actually a misnomer. The Biden can't really use that term because we haven't had the Electoral College vote yet, so that's he's wrong to even say that. And so December 14th, that's, uh, you know, a month away. So we got, uh, I think, four weeks. We of won't chaos. have any, any resolution in four weeks for sure. Hey, but Georgia's recounting the votes. I mean, recounting the votes isn't really showing electro fraud. Well, I mean, no. voter fraud. It's just recounting the votes. Are they well, going to no, toss no. those out? Yeah, recounts have never changed the results by much. Yeah, I mean, just is it a just... few hundred here or there. Well, I mean, except for this insane election where a hundred forty thousand show wait, up Sam, after four. Sam, will you listen to me for a second? Why no. would you? Why would you expect the people who are doing the recount? to come up with a different result if they're crooked than well, what they did the first time. the recount would be done a, a, a different way. But are, <laughs> but are they taking, uh, they are they the taking people's fucking ballots that are dead? Or are they doing anything else or just doing a There's recount? There's some of that, too. Yeah, I think they take some of those, what do they call them, like uh, cured ballots where they've they had some problems and they tried to kind of get them sorted out. But that's going to favor the Democrats because well, a lot of those Washington, are Washington, D.C. is just all lawyers. It's wall-to-wall yeah, lawyers, right? So you're going to see just more legal actions. It's all going to be tied up in the court. It'll definitely go into the Supreme Court. And you know, the lawsuits are coming fast and furious. So now you've got apparently Biden's already been talking to foreign leaders about what he's going to do as president. That's a violation of what's called the Logan Act, apparently. So that's a lawsuit right there. Then you've got the Durham report where they're supposed to issue subpoenas for Hillary Clinton and others pertaining to the soft coup of 2016 going forward that's still to come so we could see these guys uh get subpoenas Biden could technically potentially or hillary or somebody in that camp could get a subpoena in the next week or so and then that would all add another uh, more chaos i'm all for it and more loyal yeah you know uh i sent you this story and i just think this is fascinating for all the people that are trying to give trump 
uh, a lot of grief right now for not conceding. It's perfectly, you know, it's perfectly within his rights not to concede. This was in August. This was Hillary Clinton talking about Joe Biden. She said, and this is a quote, Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out. And eventually I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch and if we are as focused and relentless as the other side. Now, this is back when she thought it was going to be a tight election, of course, and she was totally fine with Joe Biden hanging on by his nails. Oh, well, that was the whole thing. Even yeah. Nancy Pelosi said that, that he will never concede because there's also a weird rule if we have a, uh, a president by this date, the Speaker of the House takes over, and they're voting her out right now as it speaks based on the results that happen. So I'm all for it. The more chaos, the more people love this show. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> It is the season to shave your wave hose. That's what it's time to shave your wave hose. And it, and it's all the best of the best way to do it is with our good friends at Manscapes. Guys, the holidays here. Ladies, the holidays here. Ladies, if you want to get your man a gift, that's really a gift for you. Okay. Get a Manscaped, right? Look at that line on his face. You're not supposed to. These are ball shavers. And this guy uses it on his face. That's how delicate and precise Manscape is, dude. How's it feel, dude? Dude, I just go up to my barbershop and I always tell them, like, those clippers that you pay thousands of dollars for, put them away. Yeah. We're using the fucking 3.0, lawnmower 3.0 on me, and he gets a little upset because he's got to touch my junk, but yeah. he hand sanitizes it. Yeah. And you don't need you don't to need get your clippers. face shaved when you could, hey, you're not supposed to use it on your balls. I mean, you're not supposed to use it on your uh, face, but guess what? This guy does I it. I do. He doesn't care. Dude, you should see his... He always walks in and shows us his huevos. It's unbelievable <laughs> how clean they are. Johnny, aren't you amazed? He, he's always really mad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Johnny's so, so here's a little too long. It's everybody a little uncomfortable. But it does, okay? Here's what we're talking about, dude. Ladies, gentlemen, if you want a clean sack for Christmas, which will put you on the nice list, not the naughty list, get... Manscape. That's right. Manscape, dude. Imagine opening up an attractive box that says, Your balls will thank you with the most sought after gadgets and scents a person could find. Included a new package is included in a new package is the weed whacker, okay? The weed whacker ear and nose trimmer, which is huge, dude. Because as a man, you might be too young for this, but man, I get vines hanging out of my nose and it is uncomfortable, dude. You got to get in there and use the weed whacker, okay? 79, listen guys, 79% of partners admitted long nose hair is a major turnoff. It's a turnoff for me and it's my own dick, okay? I'm not, I, dude, every time I see my nose hairs, my dick shoots back up. <laughs> Which is why I'm glad I have Manscaped, because with that all that all that trimming down gives me another inch. Okay, that's how it goes. This is what's so great. The bundle includes the Lawnmower 3.0, the best trimmer on the market. It is the best. Okay, the dads can't stop talking about it. All the dads at the water cooler. We're all talking about our sweet nut sacks. Okay, tis the season for Manscaped to manscape yourself. Your dad, your brother, your friend. That's be weird. I'd love that. If I had a sister and she got me a nut shaver, I'm like, you know what? Triple keep it real. Real, real, okay? It's the best. These uh, Manscaped is the best gift for the men, for you ladies, for sure, okay? The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has ever offered, okay? Get 20% off free shipping with the code Tin fall hat at manscaped.com. 
manscaped.com. That's right, 20% off free shipping with the code TINFALL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code TINFALLHAT. Whatever you, what are you waiting for? Go get your weeds whacked and make Santa proud. Enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, a lot of, you know, I'm not really a black pill cool guy out there. That's my new thing for the black pill people who always come in and just, my research is saying this, and then they never have solutions, even though I love them as researchers. Um, one whole thing is that the Fed under Trump has spent even more money than before, and it's exploded even more. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Because that directly relates into... What is going on with Bitcoin? And then I want, I want to ask you about the uh, Chinese uh, monetary unit taking a giant shit during Election Day. So what what is your thoughts on, on basically what's going on with the Fed? Right. So, um, you know, I worked on Wall Street for many years and I've been involved in Wall Street for 35 years. And going back to the 1980s, we're going back to the, the crash of 1987. We had the beginning of what we call the activist Fed. The Federal Reserve Bank steps in and they buy stocks to make sure that the stocks don't go down. And that happened after the crash of 87. And this became known as the Greenspan put. And that's just a term that refers to the fact that every time stocks go down 5% or 6%, the Federal Reserve Bank and others step in on behalf of those who are running Wall Street. They buy stocks to keep their friends sweet. Yeah. So this has been going on since uh, the late 1980s. And as a result, um, all these policies, including the Fed's plunge protection team, as it's called, or a quantitative easing, which is the Fed buying all the junk bonds from all these busted companies. You know, banks have assets on their books. They have debt on their books that aren't worth maybe even two cents on the dollar. The Fed buys them at 100 cents on the dollar and swaps them for cash at 100 cents on the dollar. And they do this on a rolling basis to, so that these banks don't have to formally declare insolvency, even though they are technically insolvent. So as a result, that Fed balance sheet now is swelled to many, many trillions of dollars. And uh, that means that the Fed is incredibly leveraged. Uh, because the assets that they say that they have aren't really worth even two cents on the dollar. So if interest rates were to go up even slightly, then the Fed has to declare bankruptcy, and so do every central bank in the world. So to avoid that, they keep buying all all these bad assets, these toxic assets, and increasing that bubble of debt, uh, ever increasing to ever higher levels. And uh, as a result, it creates that wealth and income gap because unless you are playing this game, you are seeing the value of your job and your savings deteriorate, and that causes social unrest, and it causes chaos. And so now we're at an interesting juncture where either we go to a more normalized situation in the central bank where they are not bailing out bankers all the time, or we're going to have an explosion on the street, what I call the global insurrection against banker occupation. And we see that all over the world. People are on the street uh, protesting for this very thing. So to answer your question, the Fed just bought more assets on its books in the last couple of months than they have in 20 years. The, 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 this trend is going exponential. The, that means that in order to keep up with this, the central bank, the uh, treasury has to keep uh, printing by the trillions of dollars is print, 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 print. So what's happening on Wall Street is a lot of smart guys who run hedge funds and all the rest of it are saying, look, this is 
going to kill the dollar. It's going to kill the U.S. dollar. So they're protecting themselves by buying two things. Gold, which is now hitting new all-time highs against every currency in the world, including the U.S. dollar recently. And they're also buying Bitcoin. And what a lot of these guys are saying is that actually when you compare gold to Bitcoin, we think that for every dollar the gold goes up, Bitcoin's going to go up 30 or $40. It's the fastest horse in the race. It says uh, Paul Tudor Jones, who's a very famous hedge fund guy. He's been around for decades. So that, that's, what, that's the dynamic. The Fed has, has, has trapped itself in a box where they've incre- created this enormous Ponzi scheme that there's no way out. They're going to have to keep printing and inflating this debt. And the professional money managers are saying, look, we see what you're doing. And we're gonna we're gonna basically go to war with you. And one 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 example of this is amazing. There's a company called MicroStrategy, run by Michael Saylor, and they had uh, approximately five hundred billion dollars of cash on their books, and they were trying to figure out what to do with it. And they had two choices: either buy back their own stock and make their earnings look better, or buy Bitcoin. And this is the first major company in America, listed company, that said, you know what? We don't believe the Fed. We think the Fed is going to kill everything. The Fed is a rogue element in this economy, and we're not going to buy back our own stock because ultimately uh, that's no protection against an American economy that's about to crash miserably worse than 2008. So they bought Bitcoin. They, they are now taking an adversarial position with the Fed. Now, there's something like $7 trillion of cash sitting on corporate balance sheets. If all these companies start to come up with the same conclusion and say, you know what? We don't believe the Fed. Instead, we're going to buy Bitcoin. That means the Fed is going to have to declare bankruptcy as well because there's nobody participating in the Ponzi scheme anymore. Eventually, the Bernie Madoff had to, got caught in the Ponzi scheme and it all blew up. The Fed is leveraged probably 30 times more than Bernie Madoff was ever leveraged. <laughs> and Bernie Madoff only went to jail, in my opinion, because he, he uh, did it to rich people. If he would uh, rent that stuff on poor people, he would have gotten a slap on the wrist and apologized, paid a fine, moved on with his life. The fact that he jacked cash. You know, when you had John Stewart, who I loved, on The Daily Show, you know, almost crying because his parents' uh, money got, you know, their savings got zapped. I'm like, you know, everybody knew something was up because this guy was giving returns when everybody else was like not even close or even shit in the bed. You know, he was like, oh, here's your money, here's your money, here's your money. And it, and it only got caught because the whole, the whole economy had collapsed. If not, it would have kept going. He would have been stealing from Peter to pay Paul. And that was how, how it went. And that's why his son mysteriously died. His, his accountant died at the bottom of his pool. I, I think it's, dude, he's only in jail because he, he broke the golden rule. What'd you call it? The global interaction on banker occupation? Yeah, the global insurrection against banker occupation. So we're all living under occupation uh, by the central bankers, you know, and and this is the insurrection. It's a global insurrection. It's not just an American problem. It's a global problem. And with Bernie Madoff, you know, what the key to his success was he was able to give people a return of one percent a month every month for years. So he, he didn't he didn't make it go up too much higher or lower. It's just consistent. And it was a Ponzi scheme. You know, he's paying people returns from the new money coming in. And in 2008, during that crash, when people try to take money out, the Ponzi scheme was exposed. 
But if you're right in that because rich people were, were, were victimized, he went to jail. But we have a Ponzi scheme going on every single day right now called the credit card industry. Let me ask you this, Sam. If interest rates in America are zero and they came down from under Reagan, interest rates are at 17 18%. Since Reagan, they've come down to zero. How come credit cards interest rates have not moved at all? They're all supposed to move together. Credit cards, um, mortgage rates, loan rates, treasury bonds. It's one big interest rate complex. So the, the answer is it's crooked. The, the, the credit card companies, your credit card rate, if it's tracking interest rates, shouldn't be 16, 17%. It should be 3%, 3.5%. But they get away with it because they are allowed the legal Ponzi scheme that rips the general public off. The, the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme, as you point out, because it victimized the wealthy, he had to go to jail. But we're all living with this credit card Ponzi scheme every day. It's ripping us off. Or here's another Ponzi scheme. You've got trillions of dollars in pension money. What happens when the Fed takes interest rates down to zero? Well, effectively what that does is that everybody that's earning interest on a retirement account is getting not 5% a year, but closer to zero in deference to now the people on wall street that are able to borrow at zero percent and invest in assets that have a guaranteed rate of return. Uh, as we saw in 2008, when before testimony in Congress, Hank Paulson told the world about the money that was coming. We know now after the fact that he told Goldman Sachs two days before they put on these huge leverage bet and they quadrupled their wealth in a week. Unbelievable. Right? Those, and right, nobody went to jail. Nobody went Nobody. to jail. You literally broke. The, I mean, like, like if if you can't trust your investment bra- broker banker to give you the right information to help you make money, then the whole thing needs to be. Well, they also ca- broke the economy. I mean, that people die from sh- that. Literally, I mean, people go into poverty and die. It's just like, oh yeah, invest in this, and you're like, and they knew it was gonna fail. How are well, they Eric broke Holder, up? Eric Holder, who was the attorney general under Barack Obama, came up with the Holder Doctrine, which said that banks were too strategically important to prosecute. And that even though the evidence of overwhelming um, criminality was was there, he couldn't prosecute because they were systemically important. And he gave a get out of jail free card, effectively. So what? What do you, if you're on Wall Street and the attorney general says, you know what, you do whatever you want, we're not going to prosecute. Are you going to, A, stop committing fraud? Or B, double down on your fraud. I well, could, the answer is I couldn't agree B. More. So you have a bank like J.P. Morgan, who in the 2008 crash they stole approximately uh, 16 trillion. The six um, J.P. Morgan they it's estimated they stole between 35 and 40 billion. Now in 2020, that number has been tripled. And they do it, and they get fined by the government every six months for breaking the law, and they pay the fine. The business model is we keep 90 cents of every dollar we steal. That's their business model. Ask Jamie Dimon. He'll tell you the exact same thing, but in much more eloquent language and in, in a way that most people miss. But the bottom line is, J.P. Morgan, Jamie Dimon, the business model is we keep 90 cents of every dollar we steal as sanctioned by the U.S. government. I think if your last name is Diamond, you should only be allowed to work in pro wrestling or pornography. Those are the only two things you should be allowed to work in. Uh, so for you to might not know, the what we were talking about with um, this uh, Goldman Sachs and what crashed the economy to understand it was they set up a, a real estate portfolio that, that was meant to crash. 
They they bought insurance on it and then had all their investors, people went to them with their money, invest in this sh- in sh- real this real estate portfolio, and then it crashed and all their investors lost all their money, but they made a shit ton on insurance. But and- you're missing one part of the story there, Sam. Not only did they knowingly sell their customers shit that they knew would go uh, down and bankrupt them. While that shit storm was hitting, they took an additional number of bets against their own customers. Oh, wow. And banking that and made money on their customers losing. I just don't even understand as a as a billionaire fucking businessman how you don't demand prosecution at the highest levels. I mean, I just don't get it. Well, I think that's why what we're seeing in this election, the people on the Democratic side, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, that's the same group that brought us a 2008 crash. And they want to be commit the same crimes again with impunity. They know if they got Biden in there, they're going to be uh, free to uh, exercise the Eric Holder doctrine, steal with impunity and, and, and demand bailouts which end up hurting the economy in huge ways. And uh, that's why this Biden thing is very dangerous, in my opinion. I, my first choice was Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. My second choice was Andrew Yang. Okay, they, they you know, uh, Bernie Sanders talk about voting manipulation. He was completely manipulated out of the 2016 race by Hillary. He was manipulated out of the Democratic nomination for 2020. Uh, I would posit that so were the other folks in that cast that were running for president. Uh, they settled on Biden because Biden is the favorite candidate of the same people that brought you the crash of 2008 to do the crash of 2021 to make another quadrupling of their net worth. Could agree more. The person I want is the either North or South Dakota governor. I drink that chick's bathwater. Oh, that's how Gabbard. amazing. No, I think that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, she. <laughs> no, have you seen the South? Is it South Dakota, Johnny? The one that's always on the news and just as a smoke show. And I, I think she could do it. I think she could be the one that breaks into. Uh, uh, the presidency. I think Tulsi Gabbard is going to get kneecapped when they start talking CFR with her and stuff like that. Sheldon Anders Elderson, she has a lot of connections to that. That's when you start getting into weird. But I don't know. At this moment, this chick. Christy Nome? The brunette? Yeah. I, dude, and she went on MSNBC or CNN and lit that dude up. Yeah, yeah, I would vote for her in a heartbeat. And she's even hotter than those pictures. Oh, she's she hot. has crazy eyes, though. Well, she, dude, it's fine. Crazy's yeah. okay, John. Yeah, crazy eyes are okay. I've been with a lot of women in bed. Those eyes let me know I'm in for a good time, yeah. okay? So let's just really let it roll. good time. So uh, I want to get into your take on what is, and because I, 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 I'm really excited to talk about Bitcoin. Uh, real, what is your take on what what? Donald Trump represents. See, I see it as you could see them as two two wings of the same bird. It's easily black pill cool guy will tell you that they're the, they're the, they're the uh, same. Uh, they're two wings of the same bird. Definitely possible. I don't think anyone gets into that seat clean for sure. I mean, you know, I see him as Godzilla, and these other people are the are the three headed fucking a monster that they always end up fighting. What is your take on Donald Trump? Well, clearly in 2016 election, it was immediately followed by a, a, an attempt of a coup. 
I don't think that's too strong a word. I don't think that's being glib. I think it was an attempted coup by uh, the Hillary folks who did everything they possibly could to try to delegitimize that election, delegitimize it. And um, they broke lots of laws and they went down the Mueller, the Mueller report investigation, what we now call the Russiagate hoax, uh, which was a completely fabricated story. And so they put Trump in a very, you know, in a defensive place and they tied him up in in a way that we know was a complete nonsense. The impeachment was nonsense. Russiagate hoax was nonsense. So imagine dealing with that every single day. I think anybody else in that position would have folded at some point along the way because Trump is Trump. You know, he was able to withstand that the, 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 the slings and arrows of that coup. And I think this current uh, election in 2020 is an extension of that coup. I believe that this is still the forces of the, the folks I just described, the uh, Eric Holders and the Clintons and the Obamas who are in bed with the Jamie Dimons and the Goldman Sachs. And they want, they don't want any accountability whatsoever. So having said that, I think that, um, his, the, the track record is not bad. You know, the employment rate and black went up uh, uh, substantially highest in history, Hispanics. Uh, he got huge votes from, uh, the, the gay community. Uh, he got huge votes, uh, across the board, <laughs> except for white guys. And, uh, why? Because they, and over 50% of the country when polled before the election said that they are better off today than they were four years ago, even during the pandemic. Right. So he's done. He's done. uh, I think you have to say he's done a good job, you know, considering everything being considered. Uh, Number one. Number two, um, I, you know, I remember for years people say, you know, big actors or celebrities and they say, you know, I'm going to run for president someday. I can do a better job than this guy. Right. (laughs) Donald Trump is one of those guys That fucking did it. He stepped up to the plate and said, you know what? I'm going to run because I actually think as a civil servant, here's the Constitution. I follow the the, the manual. I think I can bring something to the table and get rid of the Washington establishment and do something good. So when I talk about like Alec Baldwin, who I've known for 30 years, he would always say, I'm running for president. I'm running for governor. I'm running for mayor. You know, but he always chickens out. They all chicken out. Trump, you know, Trump is a fucking New Yorker. He's like, fuck, don't, you know, fuck you. No, no, no way, man. I'm going to fuck you bad. You know, that's the thing. He's, he's got the, anyway, that's why I thought about it. I mean, I think that he's a, a unique character. I, I think given all the um, attempts, uh, the coup that we talked about, he, he withstood it. And I think, as I said, he's got a better than 50% uh, chance of, of uh, heading into that second administration. He picked up seats in the Senate. He picked up seats in the House. He picked up legislatures across America. Republicans had a fantastic uh, election uh, this past election because ultimately the Democrats wasted four years on the Russiagate hoax. Look, at, remember that whole thing for four years, Russia this, Russia that. It all proved to be nonsense, non-existent bullshit. Maybe they should have just spent time coming up with policies and not rigging their nomination process and putting somebody like a Tulsi Gabbard or a Bernie forward, and that would have been an actual election. But instead, they're focusing on how do we undermine American values? How do we fuck up the economy? How do we put this zombie, senile, old, crotchety bitch 
uh, uh, in the White House so that we can go back to Wall Street and and rape and pillage this country like we did in 2008. You know, 2008 was the biggest loss of wealth for black America since slave days because of Barack Obama and Eric Holder who allowed banks on Wall Street to to illegally flood uh, areas in New Orleans and elsewhere with loans that were uh, illegally written. And then as a result, they lost all their homes. Now, who owns all those homes now? Warren Buffett. Yeah. Dude, with everything. Uh, BlackRock yeah. in New York, a money management firm, is the biggest realtor in America. They got they stole all that those homes from who? Black people in America. That's who got their homes stolen. It's travesty. With everything against, that was against Trump, with the, I mean, the, the virus, obviously. Uh, but also, I mean, just the general unrest in society. If they had run just a halfway decent campaign, dude, and a candidate that people, you know, actually was responsive to people, what people were talking about right now, the, the Democrats, I mean, they, they really set, buried themselves here. Like, like the, the defund the police thing. I mean, that oh, that's was just, so, that's, that's such just comically social. That's just Marxism. It's that's so the comically Marxism bad. playbook. You know, they had people. Tulsi Gabbard was like, she energized people. Yeah. People were Googling her. Bernie Sanders. Well, Bernie Sanders, here's the thing, dude. It, it, the thing I can say about the Republican Party, because I am not a Republican in any way. People call me that. Oh, you're a, you're a Trump tart. I'm not. I said the exact same thing for Bernie Sanders when Hillary Clinton kneecapped him. Okay? I saw it happen in real time. Here's what I got to say. And then we're gonna. I want to talk some Bitcoin. Is I want to say this. Is that... Uh, we are the thing that the Republican Party did better than the Democrats, I will say, is they woke up and realized that they were starting to associate with a group of people that was from a different time and that modern America did enjoy. And that was the extremely religious right, which ultimately conservatives today, I say it all the time, it's like, don't tax me, don't take my guns, and hey, who wants to swing with my wife? That's every (laughs) red state I go to. Every red state is like that. They're just laid-back people, you know? (laughs) That's all they are. But, dude, they got rid of the religious right, and they got, honestly, got rid of the Bush-era fucking neocons out of there. That, you know, we're already seeing all these neocons from George That's Bush's right. era That's going, right. hey, I'll, I'll work with I'll work with Biden. They got rid of him. The yeah, DNC the, the Lincoln, won't the, do What's it, it called? The Lincoln? The, the Lincoln, Lincoln Project. Yeah, the Lincoln Project. Those guys were all the guys that got us into Iraq. Why would we ever listen to anything they have to say ever again? Yeah. That's right. And the DNC isn't doing that. They're trying to keep that Bush clan in there. And the Bush clan had power since Reagan's first day all the way to a Brock Obama's last day. And when and when Trump came in, what I'm not saying he walks on water, he's just a different crime family. And whatever they are, man, my, it's mob bosses versus like Saturn worshiping. I'm not gonna go too much. I don't know where Max is cool with. I don't want to get say too many crazy things to make Max uncomfortable, but I will <laughs> just say this: that uh we are looking at a a different group in there, and they are fighting over the purse strings. Okay, now Max just said Blackwater or Blackstone, and we know that they're now running the Fed. So that makes me a little nervous that they are involved in that house jacking. But, you know, it's like, like, uh, and then we'll get into Bitcoin. You know, USC, the football program, right? They got rid of the athletic director. 
And what the athletic director? This guy came in. He just started hiring all the same people that they did before. So it's like you go into this swamp. You're surrounded by swamp people. But you got to get people who can actually do the job. And these positions within the government, there's only so many people that can do it. So he's he, it's, he's playing whack-a-mole on everything. And that's kind of why things going on. I do. I, I make no illusions of that Trump walks on water at all. All right. Okay. So uh, we, you mentioned China earlier. Let's talk a little about China and what happened on election night. So it looked yes! like Trump was going to win. The Chinese RMB, their currency, uh, was crashing. Uh, when the tables were turned, uh, their currency went up. And so that was a real-time indication of how the geopolitics is going to play out. Because uh, China right now is ahead of us with 5G technology and 5, uh, 6G technology. Telecommunications uh, are, are just blazingly better than what we have in the U.S. Huawei technology is leaps and bounds ahead of anything we have in the U.S. Their artificial intelligence technology leaps and bounds ahead of anything else. They're trying to take a company called Ant Group Public for the biggest initial public offering in history for hundreds of billions of dollars. It's going to dominate global uh, banking in, in a huge way. So China is – Trump – accurately said that we need to put China in check and we need to try to catch up to them. Otherwise, we're going to be in the second world and China is going to be in the first world. And um, when it looked like Biden was going to win, and then you saw that the Chinese currency started to move up aggressively because it was like America under Biden, the Chinese oh. are saying, and the traders on Wall Street, professional traders are indicating, would be accommodating to China's aspirations and basically throw them the keys to America. Remember, it was under the Clinton when the W, when the World Trade Organization was opened up to China, and uh, and they still treat China as if they are a developing country and that the tariffs are still in place and that they're they kowtow to China left, right, and center because there's a group of elite folks in America that are profiting heavily from that relationship with 100%. China, even though it's undermining America's workforce and factories and workers horribly. And Trump was right to point this out, and his policies were correct in trying to level the playing field. Uh, that's a huge piece of this. If Biden comes in, and not only will Wall Street get a multi-trillion dollar bonus, but the, the China's going to, what's called a Thucydides trap, uh, this is when one empire is declining and a new empire rises. Remember, 100 years ago, America was the new kid in town. They became the empire over the, Brit the British Empire. And now it looks like we're giving way to the China. Uh, the China's going to have the 21st century. If Biden's there in the White House, you know, forget it. We're going to be uh, second-tier status without a question, just based on all the current trends in place right now. No, I, hey, dude, I'm watching it happen in real time. You know, I don't know why it took Trump being in office to find out that uh, China can send goods to us, no tariffs. We send any goods to China, totally tariff, which is set up to incentivize companies to move there. Exactly. Exactly right. And that's all set up under under Obama and Clinton and the Democrats and Joe Biden. They are the ones who gave us that situation and uh, they want to get back in power. And I'll just uh, double down on that situation. Uh, you know, Trump uh, was right to call it out. And look, I mean, he's tried to do a lot of great stuff. And but that whole fake Russiagate stuff and the coup and all that, the mainstream media being up his ass 24 hours a day and not giving him a break. You know, it takes a toll. Imagine sitting in the White House for four years and every morning you wake up and see every single mainstream outlet calling you a cunt 
right? <laughs> I mean, that's got to take its toll after a while, right? <laughs> now, now, my question is this. How, Max, do you believe that the message from the mainstream media gets out when nobody's li- watching the mainstream media now? It's like their numbers are plummeting. And like I said this before, man, if you're a liberal, there should be a part of you that should thank Trump for um, – for being in office because he just killed Fox News. Fox News just did a suicide note, called Arizona, <laughs> then doubled down with a second. They sent a suicide email out after the suicide note, <laughs> ending uh, the smoke show. Uh, president, the, the the press secretary cutting out in the middle of her uh, speech. Like, how does yeah. how does this message get out? Neil Cavuto's well, not like, a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, you're in Los Angeles. Maybe you can explain something to me from somebody else who lives in Los Angeles. Matt Drudge. For some mysterious reason, in the last nine months, he flip-flopped. And instead of, like, being kind of on the Trump side of things, he went way over on the other side of things. So what, what prompted that? And he is hugely influential. His numbers, by the way, have been cut in half. He's down 50% in volume. But nevertheless he still has a huge impact on the news business. Well, who got to him? What happened with that? There was something, a deal was made. And now we hear he's trying to raise money. He's trying to sell us the Matt, the Drudge report. Okay. So there was some quid pro quo going back with Matt Drudge that I think there's a story there yet to be told. Uh, as far as the other mainstream media, that people still get the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal delivered to their home every single day. The, the, the New York Times subscriber went up 400% or something, astronomical number. And they, there's nothing but propaganda. There's not one scratch, except in the sports pages, there's nothing on that newspaper that's not written by the Defense Department, that's not written by Raytheon and uh, other defense contractors with the sole purpose of getting America into war. Trump didn't start any wars in four years, uh, which I think we need to point that out. Uh, Once, as you point out, the neocons are back in and the neoliberals are back in, within two or three months, we're going to have another war. We're going to start another war. Of course we will. And and why? Because war is the most profitable business you can ever be in. It's nothing more profitable than war. And that's what, and Bill Crystal, who, you know, before Trump got in, was hated by the left. They called him Bloody Bill. He was a neocon. We hated him. And then uh, for some reason, the, the left wing in America the last four years have hugging Bill Crystal. You're part of the resistance. It's so You're, weird. These were guys that were persona non grata. They it's were kicked so out of American weird. Politics for their beliefs. And Drudge, I think, is kind of among them, honestly. I think he was more of a neocon who's been bad on foreign policy for a long time. Well, you know, so I'm not is, surprised that he it, went is, to it is crazy, right? And it's just like I have good friends of mine who are actually involved in the adult industry posting pictures of George Bush, posting pictures of John McCain in loving ways. Talking about how much they love, like, this is love. Thank you. I'm like, what bizarre. Then you had, like, Jim Gaffigan, who I think is one of the funniest guys ever, waxing poetic about Paul Ryan from Wisconsin. I'm like, dude, that guy was such a dumpster fire. Rage Against the Machine wouldn't even let him work out to his their music when he did PX90s. Like, what are we doing here? Dude, I had a friend that's in the in the Navy. He voted for Biden. I was like, what the fuck? The, Do you like to see your friends thick. die? It's, I was like, the propaganda is thick. It's just thick. Couldn't believe it. 
So here we go. We're in Bitcoin. Uh, it got down to $4,500 $4, at the beginning of this pandemic. I, I wish I would have known. I would have bought a ton of it right there. I do have, I think I have eight Bitcoin in my life right now. Uh, I shouldn't tell people that. Why? I mean, what are like, they do? I feel like you're just like Floyd Mayweather. You know, just like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm happy. I mean, like. I'm proud of my Bitcoin. I never spend it. Steal his phone. Okay, what'd you get it at? Eight eight is a nice position. Thank you, Eight Bitcoin is nice. They're uh, $16,000 a piece. Okay, now everybody's going to rob my house, but that's okay. (laughs) No, but there's there's a way to to secure your Bitcoin. It's a company that I'm an investor in called Casa, C-A-S-A, and they provide the best security in the industry. Just having your people. shit on Coinbase ain't it, though. I mean, that's not. I'm going to go to Casa and lock my shit up. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's where you lock your shit up. Coinbase doesn't really offer security like Casa does. Casa is the, you, you can buy Bitcoin on Coinbase, but then you got to move it immediately to your Casa multi-sig wallet for maximum security. That's the best. And I just get that in the app. In the industry. I just get that in the app. Is there? Yep. Yeah, there's an app. If you do a search, yeah, you do a search on the app store, or you do yeah, Casa Bitcoin, C A S A, Casa Bitcoin. Uh, it's the best security in the business. Uh, it's it's remarkable. So you you can sleep uh, at night. You're not going to get robbed because this is they figured it all out. Um, so that's the first thing. So uh, the next thing for people who are buying Bitcoin for the first time, also, I am also an investor in a company called Swan Bitcoin where it's the easiest on-ramp in the world. You're immediately, you can buy 10 bucks worth of Bitcoin. As a matter of fact, if you go swanbitcoin.com forward slash max, they'll give you $10 worth of Bitcoin for free. Right? So, Max, so now it, you got, you're ready to go. So if I go so on Swan, those two companies. If I go on Swan, buy 20 bucks, should I instantly put it on Casa? It's Casa with a K? C-A-S-A. Like house. Okay, I'm looking for it right now. I got five. C-A-S-A. Casa. Sometimes it's it's easier to find if you put in Casa Bitcoin. Okay. All right, let's look this up. Did you all, find it? Yeah, I found it. But if I buy you 20 bucks on Swan, should I instantly put is. it on Casa? Yeah, you can do. Uh, and, you know, it's recommended. You know, I mean, any anytime you have any kind of wealth on there that's worth more than you're comfortable having on there, like 500000 bucks. You go, you put it right into your uh, Casa wallet for sure. Um, you know, and so that's easy, easy on ramp. The great, great par- prices at Swan, better prices than Coinbase. So, so you're getting a better price on Swan than you are getting on Coinbase. Um, and Coinbase, you know, Coinbase, it, it, you know, I, I'm investors in Swan and Casa because they're the primo, top of the line, uh, state of the art companies in the Bitcoin space. Uh, but there, you can you can buy on, on Coinbase, but there, there I wouldn't recommend it compared to either Swan, then work with Casa. Uh, those are the two uh, the two I can totally recommend. I love it. So why is why did we see a giant surge in Bitcoin's prices? It went from right. about so eight or nine. Been, as you know, I've been involved in Bitcoin since 2011, so I've seen three 90 percent crashes. I saw it go from 30 to three. I saw it go from a thousand to uh, 
just under 200. I saw it go from 20,000 back down to uh, 4,000, which was the recent crash. And now we're going to make another huge move. And um, someday it'll make another big crash. It's just the nature of this um, asset is it is a volatile asset because the, we got the volatility is something we're willing to accept because you, you, when you trade the trade off is what I'm getting for that volatility is something that is unconfiscatable. It's immutable. You can't fuck around with it. Um, and it's, it's now been confirmed by major money managers around the world that as this inflation hits the economy, it's going to go up faster than gold. So if you like gold because you think that the money printing has gone insane, well, for every, like I said, for every dollar gold goes up, you're going to get $30, $40 appreciation in Bitcoin. It literally, even that $15,000 a coin, you literally still have a potential move into $400,000 per coin. Yeah. Because at four dollars to $500,000 a coin, the market cap of Bitcoin would be roughly equivalent to that of gold, which it should be given the nature of the global money management industry. The, you know, the money management industry in the world right now, that means all the money that is managed by brokers and fund managers, et cetera. It's about $100 trillion. That's how big that lump of money is. Right now, less than 1% of that is in either gold or Bitcoin. Um, so as the concerns about central banks going insane mount, and more and more people, and you hear this all the time from the biggest hedge funds in the world, they're moving into gold and Bitcoin, then Bitcoin to catch up to gold uh, at four hundred thousand dollars or so, the the market cap would be roughly equivalent to gold, and we have we have every expectation to believe that Bitcoin's market cap will be equal, at least equal to gold. So that's a move. That's a like a forty x move. I mean, you're going to make a fucking killing, even at fifteen, sixteen thousand. I noticed we're seeing some new uh, coins, uh, cryptos that track the price of Bitcoin there and. But they have more security features. What do you What do you think of those? Are those pretty safe? No, they're not. Okay. No, I mean, there's Bitcoin was like a unique thunderbolt of a technological leap that has not been duplicated and will never be duplicated. And everything that's come along since then, you have to think of it as a counterfeit or as fake gold, bullshit gold, bullshit product, and. They, are, they all have security leaks in one form or another. None of them are as secure as Bitcoin. So the way to think about this is the Bitcoin network requires a lot of energy, right, to make it work. The, the amount of calculations per second in Bitcoin right now is 100 quintillion, 120 quintillion a second. So to put that into perspective, there are approximately 7 quintillion grains of sand on planet Earth. Bitcoin's running at 120 quintillion calculations yeah. per second. That's how fucking big this thing is. And um, it's got 93, 95% of all the networking of all this entire quote crypto industry is Bitcoin. Everything else is minuscule and un- insecure and is dying. And if you, once you get off the path, the Bitcoin path, your, ch- your the chance of losing money goes up exponentially. Um, pr- pretty much that's, that's, that's the bottom line. You, 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 you don't be sucked into mo- most people. This is the problem. Most people have, they look at Bitcoin and they say, Oh, it's at $15,000. You know, this thing that says it's like Bitcoin is only a dollar. I want to get the next Bitcoin. That's a classic mistake people make. 
it's you know it's it that, that's not the way it works um it, it, you see this all the time in the stock market people buy penny stocks because they think it's cheap and then the penny stock goes to zero exactly the same thing all these altcoins that they're called they look cheap but since they're bullshit they go to zero and you lose if you lose you know if you buy something for 20 cents and it loses 20 cents that's 100 percent loss yeah you know? Yeah, if Bitcoin's at sixteen thousand, then it goes to fifteen thousand. You know, that's okay. I'm down a little bit, but it's heading a lot higher. You just gotta get over this idea that fifteen thousand is expensive. When you consider it against gold, it's still super cheap. When you consider it against a hundred trillion dollars worth of money that has to be invested somewhere, when you try to drive a one hundred trillion dollar truck through a tunnel through a pipe that's only you know at two hundred and fifty billion thick okay something's got to give and that thing is price the price is going to just fucking gap right you know it's, and as it gets higher the media piles in and says oh it's not a new high and then there's interest in it piles in oh i gotta buy some so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy it'll spike up to some ungodly level and then it'll pull back again and but that's that's normal with when you have an asset that's gone from one dollar when i first started buying it to, you know, $15,000, $16,000. It's going to be volatile. It's not just going to be like a straight line. So we're, we're willing to accept the volatility because it's uh, unconfiscatable and it's uh, secure and it's like, censorship resistant. And you and I can do a transaction in Bitcoin outside of the state and outside of any bank. So this is the first time in history that money has been created outside of the state. The state can't stop it. If the state has got nothing to do with it. Uh, and you and I can do a transaction and nobody can stop us. Unlike the dollar, you know, when people try to give Julian Assange money to help his defense fund, PayPal, the credit card company, shut it down. It, they censored it. Uh, when uh, countries around the world go against American foreign policy, the SWIFT system, which is the U.S. dollar-based global transactional system, the U.S. shuts it down. Right. So if you want to avoid all that and be able to do transactions completely outside of any state, any government, any authorities, any any uh, regulators whatsoever, you can only do it with Bitcoin safely and in size and in volume. Uh, so it, the, the, the benefits, you know, you can just, they just keep stacking up. The more you dig into it, the more you realize this is you, you start getting nervous. So you don't own enough Bitcoin. Now, this guy, Michael Saylor, a micro strategy. He had half a billion in cash. He put $425 million into Bitcoin three months ago. He's already made $60 million. Oh, my God. Whoa. Uh, when do you think they'll be done mining? And when they are done mining, what's going to be the Bitcoin price? Or what do you think uh, it's max? Well, the mining goes on for another 100 years, right? So every four years, the output of mining is cut in half. So the, the supply is always being reduced. Uh, the, the price... You know, what I say is Bitcoin, the price of Bitcoin has no top because the value of fiat money has no bottom. Look, these dollars, they, they, don't, they, they don't have any value. The only reason people use them is that if you don't use them, um, somebody will come into your house and shoot you, the, the, the federal government, right? Uh, people use them because uh, even though they're not scarce, you can print trillions of them all day long. And um, they have no, they have no uh, exchange value. They have no store of value whatsoever. Uh, every single paper money that's ever come into existence for the past 300 years has gone to zero. 
is, or is, lost ninety nine percent of his value. Is this, bit- this is literally shit. This is shit. I mean, I, whenever I find this shit in my house, so and sometimes funny. I find this shit around the house, <laughs> yeah. I, it's like I see a cockroach, and I'm like, I can't believe I, I still have this shit in my house. Who just rips and money up? I, I got to get rid of it. I've, I've torn up. Probably, is that illegal? I think. Well, Bitcoin uh, doesn't respect any flag. <laughs> is, is, is Bitcoin no mining? Laws. The only law of Bitcoin is the law of the protocol, the law of Bitcoin, the code. That's the law. That doesn't respect any other law. It doesn't need to. It's its own law. This shit is so, so, so toxic. I feel like I, I feel vomit coming into my throat right now, just holding it and putting it next to my skin. Rip one, Sam. Rip one, Sam. I coming on. I feel a gigantic I fart. I'm about it. to brewing in my bowels because of this toxic garbage, you know, at least $20,000 worth of fiat money uh, in my stage shows over the years when I do my live show. And by the way, people pick these up from the floor and I sign them. And they go on eBay and they get more than a dollar for them. Jeez, That's Louise, so you oh, are wow. a rainmaker. Is, is I'm Bitcoin... creating wealth. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy. Is Bitcoin mining ever going to be within the means of the average uh, person? No. Again? No. 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 I mean, is, it, is, 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 does it concern years. you at all that, that many of these major uh, mining operations are in, Ch- in China? They're not. Uh, there was a time when the Chinese miners were pretty dominant, but that's all geographically spread out. And Bitcoin obeys what's called game theory. So we see this now playing out on multiple different levels. And um, in the case of mining, well, we now have the epicenter of global mining concentration swinging to Texas, you know, because it, it's all about where you can get the cheapest energy. Ninety More than 90% of the cost of mining Bitcoin is energy. It's the energy cost. Mm-hmm. And you got to get energy less than two cents per kilowatt. Right now, Texas, uh, because of some great deals that are being cut by miners, they really have a, almost 20% of global mining. Chinese mining is now down. Uh, and we see it uh, still in Iceland where they've got geothermal energy for oh, shit, dirt yeah. cheap. You still have a big uh, mining concentration. So that it, it uh, if one area gets too concentrated, then the technology develops in another area, or the energy costs drop. So what's going to happen here is that different countries are going to realize that they need to strategically own Bitcoin because all of their fiat money is going to zero. And incredibly, what we're seeing in, in, in that is Iran. Iran right now is accepting for their imports, they're accepting uh, Bitcoin. And they are becoming a Bitcoin powerhouse. So what will happen is there'll be like a Sputnik-like moment. Remember Sputnik, they launched the satellite and America entered the space race. Well, once it becomes clear to something like America or some other country that, wait a minute, if we don't, if we just let Iran get a huge position in Bitcoin, they're going to have, they're going to be the wealthiest country in the world. And they'll have the hardest currency in the world. So either we are okay with that and we're letting Iran going to run the world or we need to get into the Bitcoin mining space. We need to acquire Bitcoin. So you end up in a, what I call a hash war. Uh, the countries will, will subsidize mining uh, to try to accumulate as much Bitcoin as fast as possible. So what that does is it makes the network stronger. It makes the network more secure and makes the price go higher. So this like this mad dash for this absolutely scarce commodity called Bitcoin which means when you have that kind of demand, the, the price goes up. The price, that's how you get to $400,000, $500,000 per Bitcoin or higher. Yeah. Wow. So how high do you think it could get? 
Well, the, 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 like I said before, the, the fiat money is going to go to zero. Yeah, so All fiat money goes to zero. It's like during Weimar Germany, at the beginning of the hyperinflation, the exchange rate with an ounce of gold to a high mark was roughly one to one. By the end of that hyperinflationary period, it was a trillion to one. Do you think there would be another hyper, we're entering hyperinflation? So, you know, it could be a million, it could be 10 million, it could be 50 million per Bitcoin. It, it's, it, the function is that it's the matter of the fiat money itself going to zero. When this piece of shit, greenback, <laughs> toxic virus carrying shit goes, continues to go to zero, then, you know, you have this exponential rise up into hundreds of thousands. It just keeps going. You know, it's, you just got to own it or you're going to be fucked over badly. You're going to be, you know, if you don't own Bitcoin, you're fucked. Do you think there ever be another uh, scandal like with Mt. Gox where two million just goes missing? Right. Well, Mt. Gox is an exchange. It happened in 2014. I had some coins on Mt. Gox myself that, you know, went, went away. And it was uh, early on in the industry, and that exchange was not robust. It sucked, and it broke, it broke apart. The, the Bitcoin protocol itself at no time was at risk or had any problem at all. That particular exchange was the only, had 80% or more of the business. It was the only exchange around, and then they went bust. Um, and now we've got hundreds of exchanges. We've got several that are world-class. And uh, Coinbase, for example, is certainly – not a Mt. Gox. It's very robust. It's highly capitalized. It's, you know, it's uh, audited. It's got, you know, it's a different situation. Having said that, good practices mandate that you do not leave your coins on any exchange, right? If you don't own your keys, you do not own your coins. So if you have your coins on an exchange, how can I find my keys? Your private keys. Can, can I find where well, can no, I, I mean they're they're in your he's just saying that Coinbase is actually provide you need a, your own wallet like on a secure like on this website I guess yeah Casa um, yeah but just get it right. off of there because if Coinbase for some reason I can't imagine it but if it vanishes into thin air then right it's not likely off. I mean like a Mt. Gox was they were trading you know, fantasy gaming cards and then they switched over to Bitcoin and you know they weren't it was too early and it's like a pioneers you know the pioneers are the ones with the arrows in their back. You know, and the people who come after are like right. you know, enjoying what the pioneers did, right? right? So these are all pioneers, and they a lot of them died on the road, and a lot right? of them are millionaires now, also. So, and billionaires, yeah. right? We've got a lot of Bitcoin billionaires. Well, you know, uh, speaking of billions, Johnny sent me a story oh, yeah. about the Fed. Oh no, IRS. no, the uh, IRS snagged a billion bitcoins, a billion dollars, a billion dollars. You mean pocketed? Yeah, probably. Yeah, pocket we'll never see that. Yeah, you know, a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin from Silk Road. What's your thoughts on that? Right. So, Silk Road, of course, is another story from the, that same similar period, 2013. One of the early, the earliest adopters of Bitcoin were Silk Road. They did a lot of drugs and guns, and the adult entertainment industry also used Bitcoin because they couldn't get other ways to uh, handle payments. So, the Feds busted uh, Silk Road. This wallet's been dormant for years. And the guy who owns it, who was involved with Silk Road, finally made a transaction. The Feds immediately moved in. And they took him down to the, the headquarters and they, you know, told him, look, give us your private key or, or you're going to be like uh, spend the rest of your life in jail. 
So they ex- <laughs> they got him to give up his private key, and uh, that now the feds have a have a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. They, he did. He could have practiced better. OPSEC, you know, operational security and probably had a slightly different or different outcome. But um, he'd been under apparently been under FBI surveillance this whole time. And, you know, it's funny because people say Bitcoin's used for illicit activity, uh, which is a joke, because as you can see by this case, all the transactions are transparent. It's all open source. And it was easy to catch the guy once the coins moved. The only the, the 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 money that's used for illicit activity is this stuff, the greenback, the fiat money. It goes in suitcases full of uh, like an Iraq war when they delivered pallets of hundred dollar bills stacked up six feet high and airdropped it into the middle of the Afghanistani desert to try to pay off some warlords. That's that's when you see illicit activity or when HSBC created special boxes that were the size of suitcases on the Mexican-American border to facilitate the funding of the Sinaloa cartel. That's fully been documented. That's been out there. That's not in question anymore. They actually streamlined the Casio de Banco where you do the exchange to facilitate the size of the packages that were coming from the drug cartel. And they laundered billions. Wachovia Bank was like 50 billion uh, worth of Sonola cartel money. And they, uh, you know, they paid a fine. They paid a fine for that. 60,000 Mexicans were beheaded. And HSBC is standing there with the knives laughing their ass off. (laughs) And Eric Holder, once again, is like, oh, you know, they're too big to prosecute. And by the way, they got a big Christmas bonus this year. So it's all a joke. Fuck you. Oh, my God. It's chaos, dude. This whole thing is chaos. I've been freaking out because I don't know where my keys are. (laughs) <laughs> I know where they are, but I. But you bought you bought you know, when I when I was with you. You got coins on Cash App, I believe. No, I got I, I moved it to uh, I got a couple of them, but I'm gonna move to okay. Casa, bro. I'm gonna move go to, to Casa. Ca- Casa's the best. I'm gonna move to Casa, dude. This has been yeah. a great episode. Do you guys got any more questions on Bitcoin? I love Bitcoin. I bought a little Monero. A little bit because someone said that that thing is the most decentralized of all the digital coins. So just in case I got to go on the run from the law. I want to know where you get that shirt. crime I didn't commit. Where, where, right? where do we get that shirt? Uh, you can buy it on my website for $500 a piece. Damn, oh, dude. Damn. No, that's, that's supreme prices. Just do a search, <laughs> do a search for uh, Bitcoin t-shirts on Amazon and you'll see all these t-shirts. Uh, so as we wrap it up. Who do you think wins mine and Johnny's $10,000 bet? Who do said. you think? Oh, he thinks me, well, right? Well, he said better than 50%. So, yeah, I would assume he thinks Trump is going to be. $10,000, Johnny. I'll take it in Bitcoin. I'll take it in Bitcoin. Max, I hope we didn't uh, weird you out too much. Uh, this is a fun, weird show, and we appreciate you having you on. Uh, I hope someday we can meet in person, and I think maybe you need to get back on stage and do some comedy, do a little stand-up show. Well, I do my live shows. I do my live rage shows. I'm a big hit in Mexico City. Uh, I had like 500 people show up, did 45 minutes of stand-up rage, where I basically like, for example, I do uh, my impersonation of Jamie Dimon as a tapeworm escaping from a dog's asshole into a grass field and then being eaten by Eric Holder. And then he, in turn, bails out a bunch of bankers, that type of thing. And everyone loves it because they are venting their rage. You know, it's about getting, you know, anger is an energy. If you can harness it correctly, uh, you know, it can be useful uh, in that respect. Uh, is anyway, it in so Spanish? Before I go, swanbitcoin.com forward slash max. You get $10 free Bitcoin 
just for signing up. You get $10 for Bitcoin. Up. This thing shoots up to what they say was $300 million the guys from Sick World said <laughs> could get to. That Bitcoin could be worth literally Dude. like three, three million. And if it ever goes up there, you owe us 10% of that. Yeah, then you kick us 10% yeah. for saving your life and don't spend it all on strippers. And, and put I'll it and send what, it to Sam, Casa. I'll, Sam, I'll do a deal with you right now. I, I since I'm a part owner of this company, we can set up swanbitcoin.com forward slash Sam. Yeah. Any, anytime you get a referral to that, you'll get uh, uh, some Bitcoin. All right. Oh. So, what, dude, make it happen. Make it happen. I can so make, it's it can happen in 10 minutes. I done. can make it happen we'll before we we'll, hang up. It'll be done. My people will contact your people. But one more time, it's, it's swan. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash Max. Or Sam. Or we'll Sam. We'll go Sam. Swanbitcoin.com forward slash Sam. Johnny loves that. Sam. And you That's get right. that action. Get that Bitcoin, dude. Get it. I love my Bitcoin. I look at it every day. I say, hi, Bitcoin. How are you? You're going to grow today. Good morning, You're Bitcoin. Yeah, well, you you morning. could be looking at every single day. It could be new Bitcoin because people are like, well, yeah, this is cool. I got 10 bucks free of Bitcoin, and now I'm, I'm going to save my ass. From Buy a little Bitcoin, nightmare. dude. Don't listen, man. Okay? Especially you OnlyFans girls. Start <laughs> buying. Use your... You know, I don't want to upset, Max. I feel like I did a dirty joke. He got a little weird. But use no, your but vagina no, money. I my OnlyFans page. You know, I do my pole dancing. Yeah. Like, I don't get any followers. Ladies yeah, of the night. string and everything. Ladies of the night. Invest they, in Bitcoin. You know, I, I mean, back in the 70s, when I was working at this bar called Trudy Heller's on 6th Avenue and 9th Street. Uh, which was a very famous lesbian bar at the time. And I was a bartender. And, uh, you know, I used to fill in and do some go-go dancing every now and then. <laughs> and be- why? Because I've got great legs. I've got the best legs in Bitcoin. That's what they've said, dude. Yeah, ladies, seriously, ladies of the night, please use your snatch cash to buy some Bitcoin. Okay? I'm telling you, I've always wanted, like, I'm too, I'm functionally illiterate, right? I'm barely literate, dude. <laughs> but I want to go to school and learn investment banking, and then I want to go to the night shift and invest all that snatch dollars. Now, instead of that, cut out the mailman. Cut me out, ladies. Go to swanbitcoin.com slash Sam and invest in Bitcoin. Because that's it. Listen, dude, even Michael Jordan had to hang it up, dude. You can't run forever on shoving bats in your ass, okay? You got to make money, dude. Put that money into in swanbitcoin.com slash Sam, and you will live uh, high on the hog, ladies. All right, Max, thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, you know, slumming it with us on the show. Your uh, uh, the many books. I can't wait to have you on again. I'm sure we're gonna have like the fucking the Vatican Library back there of old ancient knowledge. So, Max, thank you so much. Uh, please, please don't block me on Twitter. I love you very much. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll do it again soon. I love you guys very much. Thank you for tuning in. We got another great show. This this week we got hot ho, hotep jesus coming in holla at your boy thank you guys for tuning in we go deep homeboy open your mind drink from the fountain of knowledge there's lizard people everywhere that's some interdimensional shit wake up aaron this is only the beginning there's you just blew my mind. Tim Foyle hack. Tim Foyle hack.